0: Did you know that the quality of your life is determined by the quality of your relationships? Like how healthy you are, how happy you are, even how long you live is determined by the quality of your relationships. Now, I want to tell you why that is and what you can do to improve the quality of your relationships. You know, I used to be a Costco member. I'm not sure if you're a fan of Costco or not, but man, I love Costco. I I love the food. I love the selection. I love the value. Okay. But I said, I used to be a Costco member because I actually got cut off of my Costco membership. True story. I'll never forget it. It was the day that I discovered the snack aisle in the Costco. I'm walking down the snack aisle and man, I see this unbelievable array of different nuts pecans, walnuts, cashews, peanuts, all these different kinds of nuts. And I couldn't believe it, man. Because, you know, when you go to the grocery store, the regular grocery store, there's those like little bags and they're so expensive. And all of a sudden there were these massive containers of nuts and I I just, I couldn't help myself. I filled my cart with all sorts of amazing nuts. I came home and (laughs) Becky's like, this is awesome. You bought like $500 worth of snacks and we have nothing for dinner. And right then and there, I didn't know it, but she made a decision. And the next time that she went to the Costco, she actually took me off of our membership card and she put her sister on the card. So the next thing I know, man, like I actually can't go to the Costco without her being with me. And I'm like, babe, what's the deal? She said, Derek, I love you, but you can't be alone in Costco. And, you know, I was a little bit bitter about that for a little while, but you know what? She was absolutely right. I I couldn't be trusted in there. It's not good for me to be alone in Costco. You know, today we are in part three of this series called The Winning Formula. We've talked that the winning formula is Christ. It's Compassion. And today we're talking about community. You know what's fascinating to me? The very first problem in the Bible, it's actually not sin. You might be thinking, well, Derek, yeah, of course it is. It's Genesis chapter 3. Adam and Eve, they sin against God. No, it's actually Genesis chapter 2. That's the first problem in the Bible. Genesis 2:18. The Lord God said, It is not good for the man to be alone. You see the problem? So Adam is alone in the garden. Eve's not there yet. And God said, it's not good. It's not good for the man to be alone. Do you see what the problem is? The problem is isolation. You see, it's not good for me to be alone in Costco. And it's not good for you to be alone in this life. You know, Harvard University did a study called the Study of Adult Development. It's an incredibly famous study because it's been going on for 80 years. It's one of the longest running studies in the world on human development. So this study took two groups of young people. It took Harvard University sophomores and then it took kids off of the streets of inner city Boston. And it tracked those two groups of people over the entirety of their lives. And you know what the study found out? It found out that our health and our happiness is not determined by money. It's not determined by fame or career or social class or even our IQ. But what this study found out is that our health And our happiness is determined by the quality of our relationships. Robert Waldinger, who's the director of this study, says this quote is powerful. He says, loneliness kills. It's as powerful as smoking or alcoholism. That's what Harvard discovered. But you know what's so interesting to me? It's Harvard saying what the Bible's been saying for thousands of years. It's not good for man to be alone. So we know that community is good for our health and it's good for our happiness. But did you know that community is also how we see God? I want you to check this out. I want to share with you a couple of verses because these are verses that you've probably heard before, read before, but man, they they give us a powerful truth. So let's look at them fresh again. So the first verse is from Jesus. It's Matthew 18, 20. Jesus says these famous words, you've probably heard them. Where two or three gather in my name, there am I with them. So Jesus is saying, okay, when we get together with other people in his name, he's there. Now, now you've heard this, you know this, but what I think is so interesting is, isn't, isn't God always with us? Like, isn't he omnipresent? Like, there's nowhere we can go that God's not with us. So, so what is Jesus after when he says that he's He's with us when there's two or three gathered in his name. Well, what he's basically saying is that there's something different. Even though he's always present with us, there's something different that's going on when we gather in his name. Now, when you look at this verse combined with 1 John 4, 12, it further illustrates this point that community is how we see God. Check this out. It says, no one has ever seen God. But if we love one another, God lives in us and his love is made complete in us. Now, we know that we haven't seen God, right? God's invisible. can't see God. But that verse is saying that if we love one another, right? So if we come together in community, we're with each other, loving one another. That is how God lives in us and and his love is made complete in us. So the, the truth of this is that though God is always with us, we are always experiencing God. When we gather together, it's how we experience and see God in a different sort of a way. And, and this is why, and you know this, it's why when, when you get together, like you go to a church service and you're, and you're singing songs to God, it's, it's why you have that, that feeling being gathered with other people all doing the same thing. It's its why if you've ever prayed in a group of people, there's a different sort of a sense. There's a different feeling about it because what's happening is in a way that I can't really put good words to, I can't fully describe it. You are seeing and experiencing the presence of God in a different sort of a way. That's why it's so important that we push in the community, and that we spend time together. So if our relationships are good for our health, and they're good for our happiness, and they're actually how we experience God, then why aren't we pushing in the community more? Maybe you've been going to Grace for a while and you've seen these different times where you've had group signups to get into community groups and you've, you've taken a pass on. Or why is it that sometimes your group is meeting if you're in a community group and you just say, you know what? I'm, I'm not going to go this week. Why is that? I want to show you a picture of uh, my buddy Mike Riggs who goes to Grace. Um, Mike and I are, are biking buddies, and this picture is of a time where we were biking along uh, Skyline Drive in Shenandoah. And so um, Mike and I not only love biking, but we also uh, lead community groups at Grace. And uh, one day, Mike and I were texting back and forth about something, and, uh, and he sent me this text. I'll just read it to you. He said, on days we meet in the a.m., I'm like a dog on a chain trying to get out of the responsibility. But after we meet, I'm glad we did. I replied back to him immediately. I'm like, dude, you call yourself a Christian? No, just kidding. Um, I, I replied back and I was like, man, thank you so much for sharing that. Can I confess something to you? Same here. And you see, when it comes to this tendency To not push in to community. It's not just Mike Riggs. It's not just Derek Eighty, And it's not just you. Check out this verse in Hebrews 10.25. The author says, let us not give up the habit of meeting together as some are doing. Now, maybe you're familiar with this verse and you've taken it like, yeah, this, this is a good reminder. We got to meet together. But but stop and really think about this verse for a second. Why is the author writing this? Remember, the author of Hebrews is writing to some early followers of Jesus. Why is he bothering to say, let us not give up the habit of meeting together as some are doing? Well, it's because some weren't, Meeting, they weren't actually getting together. They weren't encouraging each other in their faith. They, they weren't participating in community. Do, do you see? It's this, this struggle is real. Okay. If, if you're struggling to push into community and to prioritize those relationships, you are not alone. But I want to tell you something. If in this struggle, what you're looking for is motivation, you're in trouble. Like if you're just waiting to be motivated enough to get into community, you're going to be waiting a long time. Or maybe that's your prayer. God, just help me to get more motivated in my relationships. Here's what I want to tell you. Don't pray for motivation. Pray for consistency. Because let me tell you, consistency beats motivation. Um, I was reading something by um, author and consultant Liz Foslan. And I came across this picture that is so powerful. And what it illustrates here is that relying on motivation is not the answer. We have to rely on consistency because you see, when we're relying on motivation, what happens is we'll get this little burst of motivation, but then it drops off and then we flatline. And then, you know, we get another little burst of motivation and then it drops off and we flatline again. But if instead we just say, you know what? I'm not going to rely on motivation. I'm just going to practice being consistent. Now, it's a lot more boring. Just looks like a flight of stairs. But look where it gets you over time. You know what I love about Mike Riggs's text to me? It's the last thing he said. But after we meet, I'm glad we did. See, that's it. Don't wait for motivation. Just realize you're not always going to be motivated, but it's the practice, the habit of just one stare at a time. Over time, you will find that you're in a much better place. Over time, you'll find that you'll be in a much better place, not just health and happiness wise, but also in your relationship with God. Now, recently, I had a conversation with a buddy of mine named David, who's in my men's group. And I want to share with you a portion of that conversation. Check it out. So David, talk to me. When you got invited to be part of this men's group, Mm -hmm. what made you
1: say yes? So uh, at the time I was looking for a uh, church home. We had just moved to uh, DC and then COVID hit and... Uh, we were looking to go to a, a live church, a real church, and so I believe it was September 21. Um, we went to Grace for the first time, and we enjoyed Grace. And then uh, we did Grace and Five, and where we learned about the groups and things like that. And what made me join the group at that time is because just getting to DC, um, I'm just starting a new career, new job up here. Um, now I'm a newly single dad. Um, I'm. It, it's such a, a new uh, new life for me in in a sense, and so with that, uh, I felt like group could, you know, be beneficial for me. Uh, to you know, learn the area, learn some some other Christian brothers. Uh, that's on the same walk, on same path as what I'm headed into. Uh, my faith walk with with God. So, um, I just felt like group would uh, would assist me in you know my development in this area.
0: So, so David, man, you you got a lot going on. First of all. You live in the district, Mm -hmm. right? You're a single dad. Yeah. And you have a really demanding job, man. So what helps you be consistent with the men's group?
1: Because I know I need it. Um, You know, the job is demanding. um, And being a dad is demanding. And you have to have a place where you have to have respite at times. Um, And being in men's group. Um, just being around other men and hearing their life stories and hearing uh, their walk with Christ, um, hearing their highs and lows. Um, I think that just, you know, as the Bible verse says, it's iron sharpens iron. And when you're feeling low and you don't want to uh carry on or you don't want to do something, you hear another brother's story. Um, and that encourages you uh, hearing their faith walk, what they've been through. Um, it just gives you strength to carry on. So that's why I do it um it's 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 you know it's uh <laughs> it's not easy uh you know uh you alluded to I've, I'll I'll be cooking on FaceTime <laughs> kids in the background doing homework or whatever uh but I know I need it man I need it I need group to do life so um and it's been very beneficial for me so
0: very cool
1: man very cool
0: um so you know for maybe for somebody
1: watching they
0: they see you know, you're doing this thing with church and I thinking, man, this guy is like some sort of super Christian, you mm. know, like he's just, he's got life all figured could out. Could
1: Could not be further from the truth. <laughs> Even now, man, just being here, like to be asked to speak and, and give my, uh, my story is I'm very humbled by it because I don't do everything right. I make a lot of mistakes, man. Um, I'm not the typical Christian Bible thumper, you know, uh, go hard for Jesus 24 seven. That's not me. You know, I have my days. You know, I, I have my struggles. I, you know, I, I use four letter words. I, you know, may have something to drink. I might, you know, I, I, I'm a, I'm a human being having a human experience, and um, I'm not perfect, um, and nor do I profess to be perfect. And I don't want, you know, if if I could just relate this, is just, just being real and honest. Um, I, I don't have it all together, you know, and but. I'm, I'm on this walk. I'm on this journey. And uh, I'm going to continue to go because I have my group of guys with me as well as, and hear their stories. And, you know, they, they encourage me to keep going.
0: So for someone who's on the fence about getting into a group, you know, pushing into community, what advice would you have
1: for them? Okay. I would say join the group. Um, it's a pleasure to have other men that are always on this Christian walk. Um, that aren't perfect like yourself, like myself, um, to bounce ideas off of, bounce life off of, bounce Bible verses off of, pray for each other, lift each other up, um, there's a benefit to it. Uh, there is a something that's needed and useful for us in our Christian walk to join this community. And I would say groups are a way to do that and it's been very beneficial for me. So go ahead and join.
0: So let me say it one more time. The quality of your life is determined by the quality of your relationships. So how are you doing in your relationships? Do you have a strong community in your life? Let me ask you, if you're not already in a community group at Grace, why aren't you? Why won't you give it a shot? I have to tell you, community groups are amazing places where You can find friends where you can support one another, where you're not alone in the journey, where people can be praying for you. It's an amazing experience. If you are in a group, I just want to gently ask you, are you making it a priority? Are you taking the stairs? You see, you can't wait for motivation. Consistency always beats motivation. And you may have plenty of mornings where you wake up and you say, you know what? I just don't feel like it. I don't feel like going to my group today. I don't feel like meeting with this person today. But heck, if even Derek has days when he doesn't feel like it, and who knows if he's even a real pastor or not for feeling that way, right? But if, if even he doesn't feel like it and he goes ahead and does it, I, I can do it too. And afterwards, I promise you, and you know this, you'll be glad that you did. Or maybe you're just in a season of life where you're not really able right now to get into a group or push into community, but could I at least challenge you in this? Could you at least commit to improve the existing relationships that you have? Could you pick up a book That might help you to be a better friend or be a better spouse or, you know, be a better colleague or family member to somebody. If our quality of our relationships truly impacts the quality of our lives, it's absolutely worth it. But don't rely on motivation. You're not always going to feel like it. Rely on consistency. You want that winning formula in your life? Consistency is the way to get there. Let me pray for you. Uh, God, thank you so much for the reminder that it is not good for us to be alone. God, please help us to not get out of the habit of meeting together. Please God, help us to make a priority to be consistent over worrying about being motivated. In Christ's name, amen.